You're listening to The Bookstorian Podcast, a podcast for book lovers and bookstagrammers. Hello and welcome to The Bookstorian Podcast. My name is Tegan and I am your host. On this episode of the podcast, Sophie from at sophies.little.library joins me to talk about children's books in celebration of a book week. This is a episode that's a little bit different because I currently don't have any children, so I don't have too much of a say about children's books. But if you are like me, I assure you that you will walk away with a number of suggestions that could be great gifts uh, for nieces, nephews, or the children in your life. It is a totally spoiler-free episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello, Sophie, and welcome again to the Bookstorian podcast. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. You are more than welcome. Um, I think, what what is this, the third time, fourth time you've been yeah. on the podcast? Third time, <laughs> yep, third time. Third time. So the first time it was talking about uh, The Last Migration uh, by Charlotte uh, McConaughey. And also it's been, re- it's been renamed to Migrations. Um, mm. And then the second time uh, you joined me with Sarah uh, from The Pages. And what, oh, we chatted about female authors. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yep. And that was the last season of the podcast. So um, we're in a, a later part of the year now. Um, and you also are in the unique position of having a daughter who is also a book lover. Uh, and mm-hmm. you ha- are from a, like a primary school background. So I thought it would be a great opportunity to talk to you about children's books. And we spoke about this idea on last season of the podcast as well. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a kindergarten teacher, which in Victoria is um, the year before school. So it's early childhood right. education. Uh, and yeah, and my daughter's three years old. So I've yeah, got lots of experience with That's that. That's your, your qualifications for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I've just recently become an auntie. So even though I don't have any children, I do have a little niece now and the loads of friends that have kids. So this is a great sort of fodder for me for books and gifts to give them. <laughs> Absolutely. All the notes. Have to take all the notes on this one. <laughs> yes. So my icebreaker question for you is all about your most cherished childhood story. So what's yours? This might be a little bit cliched, but I just, I adored Enid Blyton growing up. Um, I loved The Famous Five, The Secret Seven, The Children of Willow Farm. I loved all of them, but The Enchanted Wood was my absolute favourite childhood story. Um, there's an oak forest that we spent a lot of time at, um, as children. And I love to pretend that I was slipping into the world of silky and moon face and the magical lands at the top of the faraway tree. And I loved that memory so much that I ended up getting married in the oak forest. So that's just a really special story for me that I loved reading when I was a child. I definitely have um, some Enid Blyton on my shelves that are passed down from like my mum and have like her name or my auntie's names written in them. Um, And they're definitely Mm. some, some like beautiful like additions from like the sixties and the seventies. They're very beautiful. I also do actually have one of my mum's books to share, which is my most cherished book. It is called the wonderful school. And what I'm showing Sophie is like a little golden book. That's fairly crusty. Uh, there's definitely no gold left on the spine. Well loved. <laughs> well loved. My mum's name is written um, on the inside and it says 2.71, which I'm imagining she received it in 71. And then over the top of my mum's name is like this scribble. And my mum had two younger sisters. So I'm imagining <laughs> it is the artwork of one of her younger sisters. 
um, has attacked it and had a go. But yeah, it's called The Wonderful School by May Justice. And essentially, it's about a school and about a school teacher who's lots of fun, like she plays games with them. She goes out in the rain with them, takes them to the playground and like gets on the slide with them, um, makes kites. It also has like a crusty old book smell. smell. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing beats that old book smell. Nothing. And um, she's a little bit of a um, Miss, Miss Frizzle. Saying that right? Uh, Yes. Yeah, from, the magic, from, the, ma- from yeah. the magic school bus. Yeah. And so I'm also yeah, a teacher by trade. And I think that this one definitely influenced me in my future career. Um, but yeah, that would be my most cherished book. <laughs> oh, it looks book. so well loved. And I can relate to the scribbles on the inside. I've got three younger <laughs> sisters and myself. So growing up, all of my books were fairly well scribbled <laughs> on. <laughs> you are on the podcast, not only to talk about children's books, but also because you have a bookstagram account. So this is probably the third time I've asked you this question. So just in case any <laughs> listeners haven't heard your previous episodes, uh, can you please describe your feed? Yeah. So I mostly share book reviews um, and the occasional book stack and I'm trying very hard to get better at reels, but that kind of comes in fits and starts. Um, But I I read pretty widely and I share recommendations from quite a few different genres, um, including children's books. So um, I also, I have a home library that features in most of my photos and sort of forms a bit of a theme for my feed, but yeah, mostly book reviews and recommendations and what I'm reading and loving and excited to read and love <laughs> and of course your iconic chair and your beautiful wall-to-wall yeah. bookshelves <laughs> yes yeah I'm very very lucky to have that beautiful space in my house I love it very love much it very so much. and what are some bookstagram accounts that you really love I could really almost record a whole episode just talking about this question because there's just so many um but uh, Kate from at Kate reads, um, Christy from at sometimes I read books, Sophie from at the library of SP, um, at Chooks and books NZ, um, at Pauline is reading at Sarah's book chat. There's just so many. I could just, I could really just keep going on, but, um, it's, it's just the best way to really get into this bookish space and, and find, um, recommendations and reviews from, from people that you really trust to, um, give you the best and the best recommendations for the books that you know that you're going to love. So yeah, those, those are my, my favorite ones at the moment. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. I'll have to go and double check. I think most of those names, um, I definitely follow. (laughs) Uh, And (laughs) I would say, (laughs) yes. And if not, I will. Hey listeners, you may or may not know, but the Bookstoring podcast is purely a passion project fueled by a love of books. If you're enjoying this episode and want to show your support, why not shout me a coffee via Kofi? Or actually, it would be a chai latte as I don't drink coffee. You can find the donation link in the link tree on my Instagram page or in the show notes. Okay, time to jump back into the book chat. So this um, is a bit different, this chat that I'm having with Sophie tonight. Usually what would happen on the podcast is um, I normally ask guests questions or give them prompts or categories to respond to um, certain genres or certain books and uh, they share their answer and then I share mine. However, I'm fairly inexperienced when it comes to children's books. Um, I certainly love gifting books, but I know that this is definitely something that is a passion of Sophie's and I thought it would be great to ask her some of these questions about 
about her reading recommendations. So how this episode is going to work is I'm going to ask Sophie the question. She's going to answer. Um, so you'll get used to her voice definitely by the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so my first a category of children's book uh, that I'd like you to share a recommendation for is a First Nation people's story or stories. So I don't know if you have any more than one for any particular one or you've stuck to one. I've got more than one for a few categories, but for this one, I've just got one. So what is your First Nations people story recommendation? Um, my current favourite is called Finding the Heart by Thomas Mayer. Um, it's illustrated by Black Douglas. So it's a, a child-friendly representation of the Uluru Statement from the Heart um, that really clearly and simply explains the history of our country. Um, and one of the things that I love about this book is that at the end, it, it ends with this call to action with this really simple question of, will you help find the heart of the nation? Um, and for older children, it has some further information about what you need to know about the Uluru Statement from the Heart and actions that you can be part of in everyday life to help find the heart. Um, this book would just is a really great starting point for families to have a conversation with their children around the history of Australia and our First Nations people. Um, and a really excellent one to use in classrooms as well. I've often used it for reconciliation weekends um, and similar similar days. Um, and yeah, it's a really it's a really easy and, and accessible read. Um, so that's that's my strong recommendation for this category. But I also just really wanted to highlight the importance of reading First Nations stories by First Nations authors. So things are a bit different now, but many of us would have grown up reading picture books about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander culture that weren't written by Aboriginal authors, where the money didn't go back to the owners of the story and back to the communities. So um, I just thought I would highlight that as something to be aware of when you're choosing um, these type of books. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this book and many of the other books I'm sure that you're going to share across the evening have a, um, have a starting point that you can talk to your children about um, any particular topic or theme. And uh, yeah, that's a good one to that's start with for sure. So my next one is the best illustrations. Um, I do love a good picture book um, when, that, <laughs> when, when the mood strikes. Uh, but yeah, what one do you think has the best illustration in it? So I actually have three for this one because I found it really, really, really hard to narrow down. Um, the first one is called Backyard Magic by Wenda Shorty. Um, it's illustrated by Harriet Hopday. So this book is about the magic that children can find in nature with just a little bit of imagination. Um, and the illustrations in this one was the first thing that struck me when I opened this book, that the colours that they've used are really unusual and it's just, it builds as, as you see the child's imagination building through the book. You can see the, the illustrations building and the colours building as well. So um, that's my first one. Um, the second one is um, You Belong Here by M.H. Clark, illustrated by Isabel Arsenault. So the illustrations in this book use really like muted colours and they're really calm and lovely and like a lot of black and white and grayscale. And um, this is actually my favourite book to give to newborn babies. So now that you're a brand new auntie, this would be a great one to add to your list. Um, it's a really stunning story as well. And if you don't mind, I would love to read a little bit of an excerpt that just sort of summarises the tone of this book. So, yeah, please do. Um, so it, this part's probably from somewhere in the middle of the story. And you are a dream the world once dreamt, and now you are a part of its song. That's why you are here, in the place where you're meant, for this is right where you belong. 
it's just like this beautiful, beautiful lyrical writing. Um, and a lovely friend of mine gave this to me when my daughter was born. And I remember crying my eyes out at the beauty of this story the first time I read it. And probably every time since then that I've read it too. It's just, it's stunning. Um, and the third book for illustrations that I would like to recommend is um, Welcome to Country by Auntie Joy Murphy which is illustrated by Lisa Kennedy. So this book is a really great description of what a welcome to country means um, and why, why we, why we um, do them. Um, and Auntie Joy Murphy is an elder of the Wurundjeri people and Lisa Kennedy is a Trawulwe woman who has grown up on Wurundjeri country. I'm mesmerized by the illustrations in this book every time I open it. Um, it's just beautiful colors, beautiful patterns. It's a really stunning book. Um, definitely one to add to the list. And I'm imagining that was quite difficult for you to even narrow down to three. <laughs> it was really hard. I really felt that difficult. I could probably just have a whole episode about illustrations. <laughs> and were each of them uh, very different, like in their styles and their illustrations as well? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And quite different in what I would use them for. Like Backyard Magic is one that um, I read often with my daughter and I've read in the classroom before just to really push the importance of out, outdoor play and imagination mm. and getting away from screens and that sort of thing. But the other ones are probably a bit more, um, maybe one that you would gift and then one that you would use as a bit more educational. And yeah, it, I tried to sort of broaden where I was going with all of them. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, my next category is a book by a celebrity. Um, I know that a lot of Australian personalities, uh, especially mm. over the last few years, it's kind of been this popular research. It's been a popular thing uh, to write a children's novel. So I'm interested to know which one you would recommend. Yeah. So interestingly enough, I've picked one by um, an American actor, BJ Novak. So if you watch The Office, um, you would know him as Ryan. Um, and he has a book called The Book With No Pictures. This one has been around for quite a while, but I just love it. And straight away, when I saw this category, I jumped at this, at this one. So um, it, it literally is a book with no pictures. So it starts out with just plain black text on a plain white page. But as the story moves, moves along, the text just becomes more expressive and colourful. Um, and to explain it again, I'm just going to read a little bit from it. So um, this is how the book starts. It says... It might seem like no fun to have someone read you a book with no pictures. It probably seems boring and serious, except here is how books work. Everything the words say, the person reading the book has to say, no matter what. That's the deal. That's the rule. And it sort of builds from there. So it's, it's ostensibly this humorous book that makes adults look ridiculous for children's entertainment. Um, but, but beyond that, it's also this really fun, like early literacy experience um, and exploration of the concept of words and reading and, and it, what words hold and how they work and, um, and how important they are to a story. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's a really fun read, but it, it also has a little sneaky bit of education in there too. <laughs> Is it also a little bit of tongue in cheek? So a few weeks ago, I was at my friend's house and I said to her little boy, like, oh, go get your favorite book. Like, let's read your favorite book. And he went and grabbed it. It was bluey. <laughs> <laughs> and um, pulled it out and I started reading it to him. And one of my other friends who's a mum also commented to the friend whose child it was and said like, oh, gee, she's good. She reads every word. 
So is that a thing where people actually like don't necessarily read every word and every page when they're reading a story to a child? <laughs> oh yeah. Especially if it's one that you've read over and over and over, you start to work out where you can kind of skip a few pages and especially <laughs> if it's very, very close to bedtime, but no, yeah, with this one, you really have to, yeah, the words <laughs> are the story in this book. So yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I like that he's sort of probably, um, maybe he's experienced it himself. Um, while reading a book to his child or children in his life and gone, actually, there's a way that I can make sure every word's actually read. <laughs> actually read. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> um, next category is a classic fairy tale. Okay. So I kind of struggled with this category. So I, I find it difficult sometimes to read classic fairy tales to my daughter um, and to um, the children that I teach because they are, they are quite, they can be quite dark or gruesome or just maybe haven't aged terribly well. Um, so I tend to keep an eye out for fairy tale retellings, sort of put a modern spin on, on classic stories, but I decided to go a little bit rogue with this category. I hope you don't mind. But instead of, um, instead of reading fairy tales, we often read stories from the book called Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls by Elena Favilli and Francesca Cavallo. These classic stories of women from history are much more exciting to me than the classic fairy tales. Um, and there is another book along the same vein called Stories for Boys Who Dare to Be Different. True stories of amazing boys who change the world without killing dragons. So these are really like brilliant stories to read with little ones and also really great books to give as gifts. Um, they sort of put a spin on that traditional classic story. Um, it's still, you know, a story from an older time or a time before ours, but without being a little bit too dark and scary and gruesome. <laughs> and I like that they have a historical twist to them as well as someone who does enjoy a good story from the past. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Because you quite, quite often can't get out a historical fiction book and it relates to children unless it is one of those like dragon slaying stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Uh, next category is a book about family. Um, so this one is called Enough Love by Maggie Hutchings, illustrated by Evie Barrow. So it's about a little girl named Willa who has a mum and a dad and a bird. Um, and they were all really happy until they weren't. Mum and dad get divorced and then dad meets Kevin and they get together and have a baby. And then Willa has one mum, two dads, a little sister and a bird. Dad and Kevin are really happy for a while and then they're not anymore. And then her family sort of continues to grow and split and change and expand until towards the end of the book, she finally explodes with this question, aren't I enough? And through a conversation with her mum, who does a great job of supporting her emotionally, um, she realises that there is always enough love for her and for more people to grow in her family. So um, I really love this book. It's just, it's a really nice inclusive family story that it tells a family story um that's more than just the general nuclear family structure of mum and dad and kids so um i think that there's a lot of children and a lot of families that will see themselves represented in this book that might not see themselves in every other book that they read with their kids so that's um yeah one of my favorite family stories recently and that's only been out for maybe maybe a year or two so it's a fairly recent one yeah awesome thank you for that one uh, so talking about pets and birds, <laughs> the next <laughs> category is a book about animals or a book featuring animals. So I am notoriously not an animal lover. <laughs> I found this one a little bit tricky, but then I remembered and I found this book that we have called, I wonder why penguins can't fly. It's by Pat Jacobs. 
Um, and this is a non-fiction children's book, which is filled with interesting questions and facts about penguins and other Arctic animals. And um, there's actually heaps of books in this series. Some other ones that um, come to mind are um, I Wonder Why Stars Twinkle and I Wonder Why My Tummy Rumbles. Um, this I Wonder Why series is a, it's a really great, again, a starting point for teaching children that books can be a source of information, not just a place to um, read an interesting or entertaining story. So um, I, um, I really love that this series is called I Wonder Why as well. Um, it's one of my favourite phrases as a mum and as a kindergarten teacher that reframing questions from like, why do you think that this happens to you? I wonder why, da, 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 da. It takes the pressure off children having to come up with an answer and really encourages them to sort of wander alongside you and research together and, and use these sort of books as, um, as a place to find information and find those answers. So um, that I wonder why is a really simple shift in language that I find can make a really huge difference. But, um, but anyway, that's actually not about this book. I'm getting a little bit off topic, but um, I wonder why penguins can't fly is one of our favorites in this series. Um, it talks about the characteristics of different animals and their interesting behavior, behavior and why they act the way that they do and, and yeah, that sort of thing. So um, yeah, that's a really good one. And children are often so curious as well. Once they hit like a certain mm -hmm. age, it's probably around that kindergarten age where, but why, but why, but why? But why? <laughs> yeah, that constant questioning. And this book, actually, this series, I wonder why, um, it's often at Aldi. So um, often in like a special buy um, aisle, you'll find these books for like $5 or $4. So yeah, if you ever see them, stock yeah, up. They're excellent. really good. Great, great advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have really, or I feel like we have really whipped through your answers. So there's actually only one more category left and uh, the category is Della's pick. So uh, Della is Sophie's little girl. Um, what did she pick? <laughs> this is really funny. So as soon as I asked her, she straight away said without hesitation, without even thinking, she just straight away said disgusting McGrow's face by Rove McManus. So this kind of fits oh. into the Australian <laughs> celebrity category <laughs> that we were talking about earlier. Um, so Disgusting McGrossface is about a boy who makes up this character called Disgusting McGrossface <laughs> to blame all of the yucky things that he does on. Um, when I asked Ella why she liked it, she said it's because <laughs> this is really gross. She said it's because Disgusting McGrossface eats his boogers and she eats her boogers too so she can relate to him. Um, and, also, and also because um, he uses boogers to stick his pictures to the wall and she thought that that was really funny. Um, <laughs> um, that, I think you need to make sure you're checking if she sticks anything to the wall that it's not stuck there with boogers. <laughs> like, like there's going to be boogers all over my house in hidden spots that I don't know about now. It's so <laughs> gross. But, um, but when she said it, I actually, I went back and looked through the book and mm. I, as I was reading it, I thought, no, it is as much as it's a story about just something that's going to make children laugh. Mm. It still is full of rhyming words and humor and this whole idea of imagination and, um, and really the fact that it just keeps her excited about reading books is, mm. is the best part about it for me. So, yeah. But. And well, it's relatable. Like who doesn't love a relatable protagonist when they're reading a book? <laughs> yeah. Right. Someone that does all these disgusting things. <laughs> <laughs> to end the podcast, I'm going to ask you five mystery quick fire questions that are like a this or that. Um, so are you ready? 
think so. <laughs> Are you a morning reader or a night reader? Night reader. Do you prefer a book that has a villain protagonist or a hero protagonist? Oh, villain, I think. Yeah. Oh, just, just to mix it up. <laughs> Do you prefer reading long reviews or short reviews? Short reviews. Now, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one, but reading with <laughs> coffee or reading with wine? Oh, reading with wine, of course. That's not even a question. <laughs> and your final one is, do you prefer a slow read or a binge read? Oh, I don't know if I can this or that with this one. That's tricky. It depends. It depends on the mood. It depends on the book. Oh. If it was right now. Binge, because my brain go. is very full. Full brain <laughs> binge read. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sophie, for joining me on yet another episode of the Book Story and Podcast. Thank you so much for having me back. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bookstorian Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, show your support by following, subscribing, and rating the show wherever you listen, as well as sharing the podcast on social media. If you want to go the extra mile, you can shout me a coffee via Kofi. It's super easy to navigate and you don't need an account to donate. You can find the link in the show notes along with a full list of all the books and other media mentioned in this episode. Finally, make sure you head over to Instagram and follow my latest guest as well as my bookstagram at bookstorian underscore and podcast account at the bookstorian podcast.